Welcome to Lack of Focus, an X-Wing Miniatures Game podcast, brought to you by Dice Hate Productions. Hello everyone, welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 74, That's OP! I am your host, Ed Horton, and alongside me tonight, one Mr. Chris Sheriff. Chris, how's it going, my friend? Good, thanks, Ed. We are alone together, just you and I. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Sean was not able to join us this evening, uh, so we have just the two of us, but that's okay. We've got a relatively short show, but every time we say that, we always end up going on for three and a half hours, so we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. True. Every time, every single time I think, oh, we don't have a time to talk about it. It's going to be a short show. It's always a three hour show. Always, always, always. <laughs> so in this episode, of course, uh, the OP uh, team from Atomic Mass Games has released something to talk about uh, that they're going to be releasing out as new kits. So we're going to kind of break that down, kind of give an idea of, well, what did they release? Is this the right thing to release? Do we like it? And what does this kind of tip the hand for what we might see later on down the year? And, of course, we've got our flight decks and all the fun stuff and talk about the games and stuff we've been playing. However, we are going to take a moment to push the silliness aside. And we do have something relatively serious that we'd like to talk about. So, Chris, I'm going to let you take away with this one. Yeah. So, um, obviously, the origin of, uh, I'd say, the four of us all. But, you know, you know what I mean? Right? The, the origin of the podcast was the old... Nova Squadron radio podcast, and we we often get lulled into waxing lyrical about the, the glory days and doing all of that. And um, I, none of us are from the Nova region, and that was one of the big reasons for the, the switch over and name change and everything like that. But obviously, we we still have ties to all the people there, and um, yeah, we're still friends with all those people. We're still on good terms, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. And um, just one of those um, one of those horrible things with the world today. We had um, a tragedy earlier on this week, and uh, there was another attack on the U.S. Capitol building. And one of the officers who died, um, Billy Evans, was actually a member of the Nova uh, Nova community, um, a place in the, in the um, Nova Open, and was um, a, a much a much admired individual, and um, obviously we had our um, fun thing we do to try and do points guessing and get the we donate money to charity and stuff like that. So we decided that for this one we were going to donate to the GoFundMe for Billy Evans. So um, I topped up the money to be um, just fifty dollars, um, and then we donated it to the GoFundMe for that. I'll put a link to the GoFundMe in the show notes, but. I didn't really want to make a, a huge deal out of it. I'm not trying to publicize that we've done it. It's not about that. It's just about, you know, showing respect for the uh, our roots and, you know, remembering where we came from and that there's a lot of people in that community who are really suffering right now. And whilst I personally didn't know Billy, I know the people there and if they had such high opinion of him, it can't have been a a bad guy and you know what i mean it's i don't want to we're not going to do anything political here it's just literally um a guy of kids that died and there's a girl from me out there i'll put a link to it if you want to but um just be be nice to each other if you're in the nova group um you've you'll know this story already so it's not really news but um yes yeah, so i didn't want to dwell on it too much i wanted to get it done right at the start of the show so that it 
kind of doesn't hang over us for the rest of it. Um, but yeah, that's where the Patreon money went. Um, I didn't. I'm not going to share it or anything like that. If you if you want to go and check, you can look on a GoFundMe. Normally, when it's a normal thing, I would share the photo of us having to, done a donation, but it doesn't really seem appropriate in this instance. So um, the, if people want to work, the link will be in there if you want to go and donate yourselves. Uh, but yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Obviously, your support is what made it a lot easier to be able to do that. And um, I don't know. I don't really think there's much else to say. I don't want to waffle on too long and no. try and take away from a, the core of a message. So Yeah, no, it's tragic. And like I said, we're not, like you said, we're not going to genuinely get political in any way shape or form it's simply a father and a fellow gamer who is no longer here and it's if you can help but by all means please do so yeah okay so that out of the yeah so that out of the way we'll try to bring the spirits back up let's talk about stuff we've been doing lately uh what have you been playing lately um i spent the entirety of the easter weekend like locked in the basement doing some painting just trying to get um it was a un i remember did you instagram um, this because i was i was checking yesterday and i don't recall seeing anything it was a night i think you saw him from a D uh, game oh okay yeah. that, okay same yeah. thing gotcha um yeah basically we did a tale of four gamers series for a century box like three years ago for 2018 um and i painted up some basic units and a character and like we we did that, and I bought once we'd finished. I bought the rest of what I wanted to be an army, and then I I was like a quarter of the way through ten models, and then just put them aside because I expect some commission needed doing or whatever. It was twenty eighteen. I don't remember. <laughs> and the like the entire army has just been sat on my like to do shelf for three years, and it's slowly. I thought anything that was like still sealed in the box, I kind of like returned it to the store. Or I, if I saw someone trying to buy some and I had it, I was like, uh, and I've been back and forth on do I get rid of the entire army or not? Because I was, I thought I'm never going to finish it. I'm never going to do it. I don't really have any interest in playing the game. I just it's more, I really it's like, more online to be cool to paint the models. I, I really like the models for it. Yeah. So um, I actually went back and started doing them because I I finally feel like I'm in a place like I was saying to Joe I'm back to painting being therapeutic now and there being no pressure on it and I can sit and relax and chill out so I think Good Friday Saturday, Easter Sunday and um, most of some of Easter Monday and I think Thursday as well so I I had a good like five day block where I just got painting done. Um, and that put me, I, it was 30 models finishing the 10 that I'd started. And then I wasted the Saturday because if you've seen the um, Grim Hasp Reapers, they're like really overbalanced holding the sides out in front of them. I'm, I'm like doing this for camera, but we're not recording the video. So and it's getting even short. Yeah. And they were really good. I like them. Uh, but I went and bought what because when I was painting them, I had all 30 on the desk. And I just kept knocking them and they'd all go flying and fall over. So I went and bought a bunch of like an inch and a half washers to glue in the bases. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to use my proper glue. I'll buy some just cheap Gorilla glue. 
got home, started growing them, and I looked at the drying time, and it was like 24 hours for a full cure. I was like, oh, no, I'm doing this on a Saturday afternoon. So I say it was like four days, but part of that was because I was an idiot and used the wrong glue. Yep. I didn't preemptively glue them. Good old-fashioned uh, wood glue. Overnight, it's like the, the super-duper version of white glue J- yeah. works just as well. Super glue works, too. Just throwing that yeah, out there. It was, I, they're fine. It was just one of those things where I just ended up leaving them. And then touching up the bases after D&D on Monday because it was a relatively short session. And, um, yeah, I got them all done. That put me, uh, as of Monday, I'd done 90... Um, 94 models for a year and i needed to be at 95 to be on a one-to-one ratio so then i like quickly looked through my shelf of shame and found a model i thought i could blast out in a couple of hours spent <laughs> like three and a half hours on it instead so i went to bed at like two in the morning uh, after us having a short show uh, a short recording for D D, I was like oh man i can I just blast out another model it'd be fine um so in case yeah. anyone's not picking up on what you were putting down like you have a goal for this year it's a model a day is that correct yeah, I'm going to paint one model a day, and I'm not counting um, buildings, apparently, or objective markers. So my birthday weekend, where I painted all of that scenery, for, I painted a full table's worth of scenery, none of that counts. Really? Mm. Oh, I, I, have, I have a spreadsheet that has the models I've painted, and it works out how many days into a year I am and subtracts the number of models I've painted. And then it's got a, a subsidiary table underneath it of bonus crap that I've painted that doesn't count towards at all. So I I think I'm like, I'll be five behind, I think, by this weekend. But uh, I kind of know what I'm going to paint next anyway, so it shouldn't be too much of a big deal. So you do have a model I've not seen on your Instagram. This is this human wizard that you did for... Um, from oh, the, WizKids. The Tiefling Sorceress. The Tiefling it, it, Sorceress, yeah, yeah. I converted her into a Tiefling, but she was... It started out as a hum, human wizard or a human warlock or something, I think. But so she is was... That, is that the... I, that isn't the Pathfinder warlock, is it? Um, I don't know. Whatever. The, uh, I, I can I'm find curious, it again. Her, she's an iconic from... For those those of us that jump ship on fourth edition Dungeons and Dragons, when Dungeons and Dragons fourth edition turned out to be World of Warcraft with dice, just saying, I know there are people that love that version of the game. It was easily one of the most controversial changes that um, Wizards did when they changed the game over to fourth edition. Um, some of us jumped ship and we went to uh, Paizo, who's working under the Open Gaming License in D and D three point seven five, as it was affectionately known for all those in the know. But they had uh, these iconic characters from their world of Galadrian, and the the sorceress who I can never remember her name is kind of one of their iconic characters. So when I'm looking at that model, I'm like, I wonder if it's the same model. I can find it for you. I, I honestly don't know. I'm curious. Um, but. Um... What I I posted the first batch of Patreon stuff out. Ooh. I say batch, it was like two of the bigger parcels with the prizes from Christmas. So I only managed to get two. You can see the packing tape behind me, all the packing boxes. I can verify um, it. I can see it on camera. He has this in front uh, of him. I repacked into bags of 10 for the new lack of focus tokens. Um, so I'm going through. I've got, I don't think... Can you see the piles of cards next I, to I it? Can, so I can see what look to be cards. It's a little far away yeah. from my camera perspective. So they are uh, organized alternate art cards by different cards. So I can just pull one off the top of each. Ooh, like an assembly line. Yep. Yeah. 
So we it started, folks. I mean, we're only five. Well, well, I suppose it was Christmas, so we're only three and a bit months late. But it started. We're doing it now. Good job. Good yeah. job. A lot oh, of okay. The tokens look really good. I, I peeled a, a full set of them, and they look really good. The Roger Roger tokens he did just to top us back up on those look identical to the old ones. Um, I still need to do the evade token. I need to sit down and just make the file to send off. But I've been doing other things, obviously. I've got to do that. And what else? I need to do um, a stupid thing we're doing for the crates. I'm trying to design a paintbrush, an acrylic paintbrush holder. But I want to put the logo on the bottom side of it. So it's just it's more like a a chopstick rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. so I'm trying to, I mean, this is spoilers for anyone who's in this. We've not actually announced what some of the other giveaway stuff is going to be, but that's what I'm trying to do for that. Um, of which the um, the sign-up sheet has opened up again. Um, I never so, get to win anything anyway, so I never pay attention to that. <laughs> all you have to do, Ed, is set yourself a painting goal each month and then achieve that goal. And if you do that X number of times, you earn some free swag. I should do that. Because it, it, it's been driving me nuts. So, well, I'll get to that whenever I get to mine. Uh, I yeah. don't want to steal any of your thunder. No, uh, um, the other thing that I've been mean to do, which I'm in between a rock and a hard place at the moment, because I so I was going to finish packing all the Patreon stuff today, but Jill decided that we're selling the couch. So a guy came to look at the couch today. So I had like to put the dogs in the garden, to keep Evie down here with the iPad. And then try and sort out selling this couch to a guy, you know, a usual tire kicker, like literally came in. Oh, I've cut my hand on your door. Do you have any plas- uh, Do you have any tissues? I'm like administering first aid to this Kijiji moron. How did he? Uh, I have no, I don't know. I, I just, I allegedly he cut his hand on my door. This is not an admission of guilt in case he listens, you know. <laughs> We're in North America after all, folks. Come on. We are. Uh, it's a litigious state, or province, I should say. Um, and then it's like, sits in every seat and tries to recliners on each side and then lies across it. I'm just like, do you want to buy this coach or not? Just get out of my house. So, um, and then it's like, will you take 200? I think she told me it was going to be 250. And it's like, a leather three-seater recliner. I was like, I don't know. I'll have to check my wife, because she's the one who decided for selling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, it is too big for a living room. Uh, we bought it before we moved to Cold Lake, and then we took it to Cold Lake with us. It's been in two basements that we rented in Cold Lake and been bought, brought back down. So it was never bought to go in this house. It's too big. Um, That's so fair. I get it. But um, we're going to get just a love seat for upstairs, and then we've got the sofa down here for like movie night and stuff anyway. Yeah. But all of that rolled into me not getting any more of the Patreon stuff packed up. And the box you can see over my right shoulder is the new, as yet unreleased, Warhammer Quest Curse City box. Oh, is that what that is? My my video return is going to be an unboxing of Warhammer Quest Curse City, which I wanted to do and get it edited before it's released on Saturday. And it's now Thursday night. And it's still in shrink wrap and a table still full of junk. So, so a short show tonight. Short show tonight actually helps Chris. Yeah. Well, depending on just how short it is, dictates whether I pack all of the Patreon stuff 
or realize that that's an unachievable goal, tidy it all away, do my video, and then get it all back out. <laughs> I have to work out which is going to be the most achievable. But even well, this- in daycare tomorrow, because that's theoretically when I would normally edit a podcast is when she's on at daycare. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Anything else? Um, no, not really. I've, I don't know. I was having. I was really annoyed at work. I don't even know why. Just, just, just annoyed. Just, just, just angry. Just angry. Just randomly on Tuesday night. So at work, I'm just annoyed. Yeah. No, no good reason why. I just am. No, just uh, everything. Every little thing just annoyed me. You know. And like, while well, I'm a quest was there, I got to pick it up and bring it home. Yeah, there but, you go. Just still annoyed. <laughs> well, that's um, unfortunate. No, I, I think we're almost at the point where I'll talk about... I mean, if, they, if I wasn't going to do the early ed- edition for Patreons, we could almost talk about Neptune's Pride for a little bit. Ah, but I don't have but, any conversation to have in that one. No, but I, say I, could, I could share the joy with you. You can't, because apparently some shit's going down finally. Like, the, the, yeah. the, the levy, from what I'm picking up from the messages in Discord, it looks like the levy has finally broken and shit is going down. Um, well, I think there's a vote currently at the table uh, proposing that the Grand Army of the Republic is formed. Seriously? Yeah, someone's proposed to form a Grand Army of the Republic. So, um, uh, all against one person. So, everyone against <laughs> one person. Put it to a vote. And, um, yeah. So. You see where this goes, though. Systematically, it goes everyone against one person, <laughs> and, then, and then systematically against this person, and then you start whittling it down until there's, like, three left. Well, and that's what's been really weird, because it's like, well, the person who's in the lead... So Orange is in the lead. Orange is the one who started the democratic process and tried to introduce socialism. But then all they had to do was go, okay, well, I vote we all decide that Orange has to just give up a world to everyone else. Seven worlds just gone, and we all voted. So Orange either has to do it, or we all declare war on him. What happened? No one's done it. Oh, you're saying saying (laughs) that's a hypothetical. Yeah, why why wouldn't you? I mean, I know why I wouldn't, because if a vote fails, you suddenly made a huge enemy, and like people like taking me out enough as it is, so... But, but what yeah. has happened then? Um, let's, so drama ensued. Um, so purple claimed that they that orange was attacking one of the systems. Orange said that he was attacking blue's system. Purple said that it, blue's system was a system that they bought from blue, but hadn't arrived at yet. So it belonged to them, but was still blue. I see. So orange said, "Well, the fleet's already on its way." So blue said. I bought a bunch of worlds. Are you going to respect my claim or not? And I said, well, tell me which world you bought so I don't fly to any of them. And Blue said, are you going to respect my claim or not? And Iron said, well, tell me which ones I can't go to. About 17 million times. And then <laughs> I, they, they just stopped talking to each other. And then a different world got attacked. And then suddenly Orange is saying that Purple's killed one of his fleets. Purple's saying that they didn't log on. But if you go to the Intel screen, they logged on and bought three three economy on the world that Orange was attacking. Uh, it's just all weird. So there's Orange... some shitty <laughs> politics going on here. I'm yeah. so sorry I'm missing this game. Uh, Orange uh, just fought, just declared war on purple and then put a motion to a floor. So previously, like last time on. Um, on lack, of, pride. lack of focus, Neptune's Pride game. 
uh, Purple resigned their seat on the council um, because um, they said that Orange was bullying them, uh, met demanding that they um, beg for aid or whatever. Um, oh, yeah, so Orange did a a post saying that anyone who needs help, just post in here. And then Purple said that that was aimed at them because they'd privately asked to buy something and then this post had appeared, so I don't know. Oh, but Jesus. Purple resigned the seat on the council, so technically they're a confederacy of independent systems. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry I'm missing this. And then like, the rest so, of it... So how- how does the, the democracy work or the, the socialism work out here? Is everyone all at the same tech levels in everything? Um, Are we sharing tech? Is that how that works? Well, no, because every time Orange puts it to a vote, enough people vote against it so that it fails. So there's only, out of all of the turns, there's only been one round of socialism. And that was like two or three days into a game. Um, the top five paid out to a top three. The top three all got 50, um, 50 credits. Uh, the top player paid 50, second played 40, third played 30, and so on. And then it, it got split uh, into 50 gold each. Interesting. But then when Orange proposed it again the next day, uh, people voted against it and said they'd rather have tech. But then nobody proposed a motion to have tech instead. So it didn't happen. I don't know. This is getting super complex. So everyone's basically operating independently, but no one's like there's no, some small no one defied, no one's defied the council yet. Apart from purple isn't on the council. So the uh, I'll find it for you. The, I'm fascinated by this. What a the, weird turn for a game to go in this direction. We propose the formation of a grand army of a republic to push back this insidious purple threat. If passed, this motion would require all member nations to openly declare war on purple and to commit fleets and carriers to pushing them back out of republic worlds to ensure the safety of all. If it fails, the Tauvar, which is orange, will know that they stand alone and the active membership of this republic means nothing, we'll resign our seat on the council and instead work to contribute our outreach on a one-to-one level, as we have been forced to do, but we'll no longer communicate on a galactic level. <gasps> Shit's going so, down. Yeah. So this whole time, though, like aside from a handful of like border skirmishes, one world here, one, one world here. One border skirmish, which is still ongoing. Uh, there's been one so conflict. Else has been building war. It's a conflict because uh, no one declared war. Um, Blue demanded sanctions from Yellow whilst attacking Orange. And then Orange was just like, I'm like three times the size as you. How about no? And oh, then. Get fucked. <laughs> but as soon as Orange like smacked him down, all of the little world. Because so Orange was in first for context, Blue was in second place. As soon as Orange smacked Blue down, the the bottom three races who were all neighbors to Blue all just came in on the fight and have just Ooh. been eating. So like, there's been a dramatic shift of those three people all shift shot up the table. Oh my god! But like so, vulture piranhas just blood in the water. I'm so sorry. I am not in this game. I'm so sorry they're not in this game. Because it sounds like the map was really good, and then I'm not sure how this democracy thing started. 
I'm surprised someone from the onset wasn't like, no. Oh, so Blue was. Blue was the, the naysayer all along. But mm. I don't know. I, it's hard, isn't it? Because if you're like, I think it was a good play by Orange. Because if you you know, take an early lead, then everyone's out to get you. But if you're the one proposing to help everybody and other people say no, it just spreads the target site. Yeah. So everyone is looking at everyone else and not you. Yeah. In the meantime, you're secretly sucking up all the worlds, and yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. Like, it's still in the lead, and it has gone. I think uh, it was. I think like they were congratulating each other when it got to. Um, where is it? This was another one, and uh, just all drama all the time. So, because Orange, at- oh, there we go. Orange actually congratulated Blue um, as they went to. 41 worlds, I think it was. Didn't you say it's two-thirds to win? Yeah, you need 141 to win. Ooh. Yeah, but like, Blue went to 41 and Orange was still on 40. So Orange congratulated them. Um, and now Orange is only on 50, I think. Um, yeah, Orange is in the lead on 50, and but that was like over a week ago now that it was on 41. So... Orange isn't taking all of the stars. Somebody is. Oh, somebody, all right. Well, or several not, somebodies. Not Chris has taken like 12, I think. The droid pirate Roberts has taken. The droid pirate Roberts? I'd say maybe almost 20. I love that. Disposable by farmers hoovered up like six or seven. Because these are all the people who were on less than 20 and now all above 20. Uh, Blue's dropped from 41 down to 14 and is now in last place. Ooh. That's what I mean. Like, it, Blue's gone from 41 down to 14 and Orange has only gone up to 50 from 40. So um, they're not like they're not taking all the worlds. So I don't know. Interesting. I, I said all along in Discord, just call a bluff, man. Just have a vote. I vote that like Tyvar should just retreat to a homeworld and give us all his systems. And then everyone either votes. Right. Is then you like does he respect the council? Or does he not? I don't know. It's a good question. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure with like I'm I'm just waiting for the. Um, I think you should grant me like uh, executive powers. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how democracy dies with thunderous applause. <laughs> well, yeah, good fun. All it's right. very interesting. For myself, I haven't done, obviously, a ton. Um, I'm on a weird RPG loop right now. So, I've so obviously, I'm still playing in D&D. D&D is fantastic. We had a, a, a maintenance session, I felt like, was the last one, because there's a lot of, like, housekeeping. We have a whole bunch of, like, dangling threads that we, we need to pull one of them to see where the next steps in the campaign are going to go. And I think that's going to kick off in the next one. We had a lot of interesting info dop, uh, dump in the previous um, session. So now we're kind of like struggling with, well, what do we do with all this new information kind of thing? The Alien RPG one is, it's been fun. Um, it's weird. So how do I put, th- first of all, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't want to put a cast a dim shadow on um, Larry, the guy who's running the, the, the uh, module for us. Fantastic. All the people I've been playing with has been fantastic. Uh, we have had some recycling of team members because uh, unlike other campaigns, um, it's very important that all the characters are there. So if someone who agreed to play in the game 
doesn't show up or can't make it. Uh, Larry has this stable of alien RPG players he can just call up and can take over a role and the game will continue. Now, a vast majority of the players, three of the five, have been there for every session, but we've had two players that have been on and off with real life issues. And that's fine. Um, I'm curious if we're playing the module wrong. Because when we started the module, um, Larry, uh, Larry and I had talked, he and I did this like session zero kind of thing to kind of get to know each other because, you know, meeting random people on the internet, maybe you don't gel well together. I think this group gels very well together. Um, but when I asked him how long he thought it was going to take, because I wanted to give my wife kind of an idea of like, well, you know, I am sucking up a Friday night and I'm still doing D&Ds on Monday nights. So, you know, it's only going to be for a short period. He thought that the session, he thought that the module would take anywhere between three, maybe four uh, sessions to complete. And these are three to four hour sessions. We just completed our third session and the way that the Alien RPG is written for these pre-made modules is very similar to how you would write a movie. You have an act one where something, holy crap, you're getting to know the characters and then holy crap, something happens. And then you have this. Act two, where all of the action kind of takes place in act two, and then you have this act three where the resolution of the story happens. Legitimately, that's how these pre-made modules for the Alien RPG are written. We are approximately a quarter of the way through act two. It's always double the length. Well, so, so much so. So the last two sessions, the I don't want to spoil too much because, A, my primary reason for wanting to play this uh, was so that I could have the enjoyment of actually playing it and not spoiling it for myself so that I could eventually run it for our D&D group uh, at some point in time. Because uh, I, 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 I fear that I gave uh, Chris the wrong impression <laughs> that I'm getting bored with our D&D campaign, which no. I'm not. That's I, not. I didn't take that impression. What I was, what I was driving at is that at the moment, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, same so here. So if you want to play something else, you guys will have to be the ones to instigate it, whether it's playing on a different night or instigating taking a break to do something else. Yeah, no, I would, if I were to do it at this juncture, I'd recommend doing it on another night. Yeah. Uh, because I don't want the D&D campaign to come in. And I'll, I'll, I'll kind of double back to that here in a second. My point being, so for the last two sessions in the Alien RPG, my char- I don't want to spoil too much for it, but my character is basically a mechanic, and one of their primary goals is they care very much for their crew, and they want to keep everyone alive and happy. So I've quite literally spent the last two sessions fixing shit. Just simping. So the air supply isn't currently functioning, so I'm going to go fix that. And the lights don't work because there's no power, so I'm going to go and fix that. And legitimately, so I'm like the B story of your movie, and the A story is most of the other characters. There's two two engineers. We're We're both in IT, actually, in real life. So the joke is that IT is fixing stuff. Um, but that's what we've been doing. Legitimately, for the last two sessions, I've just been fixing stuff. And everyone else on the A story, I feel like it's creeping, creeping, creeping. Like, nothing really has is happening. So it's one of those things, like, with pre-made modules, it, it, they're a blessing and a curse. For me, um, for, for pre-made modules, for a game system that I've never played before... I find pre-made modules a godsend uh, for multiple reasons. One, it gives you a dip your toe, dip your toe into the lore of the in the the game that you're playing, uh, which is the main reason that I really want to play role playing games is I want to immerse myself into that into that world. So some of those pre-made modules really help um, p- 
put some of the the dressing onto the the storyline. And the other upside to that is you can read a core rule book of rules and say, yes, I know these rules, but I've never actually put them on the table. So whenever you see a module written that gives you step by step, this is the check you're going to need. This is the reason why I need this check. You start to really get a feel for not just the how, but the why. So I find pre-made modules in any game system to be good for those reasons. The bad to pre-made modules is that they are very railroady and leave no room for improvisation. And when you do improvise, there's not a lot of wiggle room to work with. And that's what I'm afraid. And I could be wrong. Again, I've not read the module. I intend to read it whenever I complete it to see what I missed, what other things could have gone on. But I get the I've played enough role playing games that I get the feeling that we are on the wrong track and we've gone so far down the wrong track that I don't know how we get back on the right track kind of thing. I could be wrong, but that's the feeling that I'm getting. So there as a GM for a game, it would be my position to try to nudge people in the direction of the right track. And I don't feel that coming. So that's why like, I'm confused as to whether or not we are on the right track and it just hasn't happened yet. Like something major is going to happen and it hasn't happened yet. Or he's just kind of letting things go to see what happens kind of thing. Um, so Play over shits and giggles card, man. It's easy. It very well could be. Um, he's He's been fantastic. So he's been playing the game since it came out in December of 2019. So the module, we are playing on Roll20. Um, this was, he built this entire module in Roll20 himself. Now, you can go into Roll20 now and buy all the stuff with the pre-made maps and the pre-made tokens and stuff. But when he started running this module, that stuff didn't exist. So from the presentation value alone has been fantastic. From the background music that he's picked out, all the maps look good. All the sound effects are cool. Um, He has YouTube videos that he directs us to that uh, someone else had done for like every time we go into different parts of the act and something happens, someone went through the time and actually put these on YouTube so you can play them for the group. Like it's really his, the presentation's fantastic. So I don't want to knock it and make, like I said, maybe it's just, he swears we will be done by session five, which is two, two Fridays from now. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you all just die because the ship explodes. Yeah. Because there's okay. nothing yet. So, well, well, you're halfway through a session, and you're like just about to sit down for scram. You're all set at a table. You know, your androids playing with his knife and like seeing if someone will put a handle under his, so he can yep. like all and you know everyone's doing their own thing. And then the actual ship explodes. You're all dead. Yep. And then oh, so that's what I'm saying though. Like that's what. So that's where I feel like we're 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 doing something wrong. <laughs> Like, I don't know what we're doing wrong, but I feel like we're doing something wrong. I could, and maybe I'm mistaken, it is possible, but I feel like we're playing this module wrong. I've done that before. I am, when I was playing uh, RPGA back in the Dungeons & Dragons 3035 reigns, we played a module wrong. Chad and I sat down at a table, we got the description of what we were supposed to do, and got through the first 30 minutes of the module, and we read it as a murder mystery, a whodunit. And we had to figure out who done it. And it wasn't a murder mystery. So we spent an awful lot of time of our two hour session investigating and asking questions and trying to figure out when the real story's over here and we're way the hell over there. So as we get you to the were, last. You were playing Village Simulator. We were playing wow. Village Right, right. So my mm, point. Imagine that. Yeah, it, what this isn't on me though. Like, I feel like I'm doing, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to. Like, I'm doing what my character would be doing. 
Uh, and again, I don't want to spoil too much because Chris is sitting in the conversation, but it... No, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that if everyone's at the table having a good time, it doesn't really matter what infrastructure is progressing or not. Right, and I agree with that. And I think that's kind of like, that's why I wanted to double back to our D&D campaign. I, keep, I was thinking about this. We're, have, we've been playing for a year now. Yep. When we originally came to, when I originally came to you and said, I, Curse of Straw, they just got done publishing this. I, it's an iconic um, campaign se- uh, setting or a module that I've never played. I want to play this. I honestly thought we'd have been done in five or six sessions because every person I've ever spoken to who has ever played Curse of Shroud, it's like, oh, yeah, no, we did that in our game group, you know, five or six sessions, and, you know, we got to the end of it. <laughs> what episode are we on in the D&D campaign? Oh, 30-something. <laughs> All right. So the, the big thing that is different about this is you started at level one. I doubt the people who did it in four or five sessions started at level one. They're probably coming in at level seven or something like that. Well, maybe. My and... point being is that you took it from you took a very different angle on this, though. You were like, uh, and I remember having these conversations in the beginning. It was, well, this is going to be a campaign. This is just going to be kind of like the starting point. So, like, yeah. I genuinely like, I, I, I wonder. This is why our campaign's so cool. Is like, I have no idea where this ends. Like, yeah. ideally, we're going to get eventually to Castle Ravenloft and eventually confront Strahd and hopefully eventually defeat Strahd. But I don't know that that ends the story. Nope. Like, so in my head, there is a fairly big crossroads coming that could be extremely anticlimactic. It depends. I, I, I don't care. It's on you. It's up to you guys what you do. I'm not, I, I will not see you in any way, shape or form. I don't, I don't think I really have too much, um, like, tried to control where you go or what you do. No, you just, haven't. You've de- right. you've. Well, so this is so. Eventually, I'm going to crack that book open and I'm going to read it, and I'm <laughs> going to find out how much of what we did was actually in that book, and how much it's, of it is Chris. Uh, this campaign that you are playing in is almost unrecognizable to the book. And that's what I, and legitimately, that's what I thought was going to happen. Is I, I feel like there, it's like the the cursor stride module was used as like the foundation, but it's not the whole mansion that's built on top of it. Like, if you guys turn up, kill stride, there's a chance that we call it, then we're done. There's also the chance that that's just the start of the campaign. Right. The, the, how did you guys meet? Did you meet in a tavern? Well, as it happens, we met in Ravenloft <laughs> killing Strad. That's how we met. Yeah. Two years ago, we just yeah. all woke up one day and that's how it worked. Yeah, that's your origin story. Mm-hmm. So like, th- that's kind of what I was getting on. So the Alien RPG has been a ton of fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun and I have a really good group. It was kind of, I know that this really shouldn't, I shouldn't get struck by this in 2021, but I keep going back to that scene from the cable guy where he's talking to you can play Mortal Kombat with your friend in North Korea, you know, at the table on Friday night, we played with a gentleman from Australia who was from the future because it was Saturday morning for him where it was Friday night for us. My compadre in IT is in Norway. The DM is two um, time zones over in Wyoming, and then our two other players were from all, like, legitimately was from all over the world, all sitting down to play on Discord. I just thought that was kind of cool. 
Oh, and I have one minor bitch. So I was on Reddit the other day, and one of the <laughs> someone on Reddit had posted in the ask in the very everyone puts everything in ask Reddit apparently. What is your what is the most recent first world problem that you've complained about? And here's mine because it is absolutely gaming related. So my local game store I, isn't Century Box. I don't think that very many are, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so when I went to my local game store and I was looking, I was looking for another sci-fi um, role-playing game. Alien RPG is good, but I don't think it scratches the itch that I was looking for for sci-fi role-playing. Not science fantasy like Star Wars would, because Star Wars always scratches that itch for that one. Like hard science fiction. Um, Aliens more. Uh, alien horror. I love the stress mechanic, um, the stress dice mechanic in it. But I was looking for something different, something I'd never read before. And I, the Traveler um, role-playing game has always been in the background. It's just as old as Dungeons & Dragons. It's been around just as long, from the 1970s moving forward. And Mongoose Publishing is on their second edition that they currently have the license. So I ordered the core rulebook off of eBay, because my local game store didn't have it. Would have ordered it from Century Books. I wish I had, because it would probably gotten here sooner, because mine is fucking lost in the mail. And so this is the problem that I have. I could have ordered it from eBay for MSRP, or from Amazon for MSRP. And I ordered it from eBay because it was $10 cheaper on eBay with free shipping. So instead of $50, I paid $40. I recognize it's $10, but $10 is $10. Like, you know. So long story short, I get the tracking information. I will I'll update you live. So, wait, he sent this out on the 23rd of March? The 23rd of March? Let me verify this. He mailed this out from Tennessee on the 23rd of March. On the 24th of March, it departed the USPS facility in Knoxville, Tennessee at 9.43 a.m., and I have no fucking idea where this book is. It is, it was scheduled to be at my house Monday, March 29th. And if we're doing math, I don't want to peek behind the curtain. We are recording this on Thursday, April 8th. That is a full ten, almost 10 business days late. So I contacted the... So this my response in Reddit was complaining that I ordered something and that the person I ordered it from on eBay sent it USPS and it's now 10 days late. When I'm so used to ordering stuff from, from Amazon, my daughter ordered My Hero Academia... Uh, Blu-ray off of Amazon. She ordered it Wednesday uh, morning. It got here today. Like, am I that spoiled that waiting 10 days is over? But uh, the, the, the tracking number hasn't been updated. Like, the, like, there's nothing. I have no idea where this is. Now, luckily, I emailed the guy that um, I sent it out to and said, look, I'm going to wait until Saturday. And if I haven't seen it by Saturday, I'm going to request a refund because I don't know that I'm ever going to see this book. But I wanted to read a new RPG. I was going to get something different. Oh, so I was going to suggest the uh, Infinity RPG. Ooh, hard sciency. Um, did you watch Altered Carbon on um, Netflix? Or whatever Hell it was? yeah! Basically, season, that season, season one was good. I don't know how I felt about. I've not watched two. all of season two. I got like two episodes in and just never picked it back up. So, so it, I agree. Season three is good. Yeah. The shift in characters is probably what did it for me. Yeah. And I totally get how functionally that works in that universe. Yeah. I totally understand how that oh, works. Oh, you wanted like, to see the same actor. I don't want to see the same. Yeah. yeah. Like, I get yeah. that conceptually it's the same character, yeah. but it's not. No, I'm, I'm there. I get you. 
And that's what ruined it for me. I tried to get through season two. I couldn't do it. I wanted to. I don't have a personal problem with the actor that they got to play him in the second season. It was just, it just wasn't what I thought it was going to no, be. I know. Um, Raph, Raph and Glory's reprint is out from Cubicle 7 for the new 40K role-playing game. Ooh. Ooh. Now, I did like me some Dark Heresy. Yeah, I agree. And that is... I don't need to play. That's one of the other problems that I have. There's apparently a monumental amount of lore that I, I feel like I've just picked up my first 40 K black library novel and read it and went, Oh, this is cool. How much more is there to learn about this information? (laughs) And someone jokingly points and laughs and goes, Oh God, you have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah. Like the default setting for, um, and, it kind of makes me wonder where 40k got some other stuff. The default setting for the Traveler RPG is the thir- uh, uh, is the Third Imperium, and that's not even humans from Earth. That's humans from other planets that were humans evolved on. Like the yeah. Solomari are the humans with left of the humans from Earth, and I'm starting to recognize like when like some of these campaign books are just small sectors of the galaxy that contain about 35 or 40 worlds, and it's thousands of pages of just lore, just dripping with lore. And I'm like, oh my God, how deep... Like, I went for a quick dip and I dive into the deep end of the ocean and I'm like, holy crap. But there's a part of me that's like kind of looking forward to diving into it, at least from the lore perspective. Yep. I, um, I don't know. I was chatting to some some guys in the store uh, about uh, Horace Heresy books and the, no- like the novels. And it got me to thinking of... I honestly can't imagine reading Horus Rising and not tingling at the opening line. Uh, so for the uninitiated, go on then, you can do it. I was there the day that Horus slayed the Emperor. Yeah. I was, I there, the day Horus, I was there the day Horus slayed the Emperor. Yeah. Uh, but, and you went, wait a minute, <laughs> that's yeah. not how the story goes. It's, uh, it just gets those juices flowing immediately uh-huh. and you're instantly hooked. Yep. But if you've got no, like, you can just think, cool. So who's this Horace guy and what's he killing emperors for? Like, is this either a hero of the story? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, like, I guess. <laughs> so it, it always reminds me of my mum tells a story about when she watched Terminator and, like, there being no real build up to it, the marketing to it didn't sell it as if you were watching a Terminator film now. So she went in to watch Terminator, and the assumption was that Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's the the named star, is a good guy. (laughs) I can see that. But like, knowing nothing about it, watching Usual Suspects and not knowing who Kaiser Soze is. You know don't, what I mean? ruin, don't ruin it for anyone that hasn't seen that movie. The twist is uh, so good. It's so good. But you know what I mean? I, though now I, you can still enjoy it. It's still a good film, but it's not the same. And I can't imagine yeah, that, having that, that for franchises were to me. Like you can't have it. You can't have a twist ending to Titanic. You know? Right. But there it's you, like you you can't watch. Um, oh, what the hell was the stupid? Oh. I, I see dead people. What the hell? Yeah, um, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. You can't watch Sixth Sense the second time. Well, because- sorry. I've, have you watched a pitch meeting? I think I actually see the week that the pitch meeting guy on YouTube 
Yeah. But it's like he the two that stand out is uh, he's doing the Captain America um Winter Soldier pitch meeting. And it's like, oh so Bucky's back. And the producer guy's like, What do you mean Bucky's back? Oh I just Googled Winter Soldier. Uh no no, it's supposed to be a big twist reveal towards the end of the film. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> So your your target audience is people who don't read comic books and don't have a, have Google. Yep. <laughs> Good luck with that. Oh, like, um, so I'm going to get Jake Gyllenhaal to play Mysterio. Oh, so um, Mysterio's a bad guy in this one, then. That would be cool. Oh, no, we're going to play it off as if he's uh, actually a hero. Spoilers for Spider-Man Far From Home. Evidently, too late. Whoops. Oops. But, um... That again, so you're you're relying on people coming to watch a Spider-Man movie who don't know who Mysterio is, don't know it is one of the like Sinister Six mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and also don't have access to Google or realize that Mysterio is quite plainly a villain name. Right. <laughs> like that doesn't like give it away right away. <sighs> Oh dear. So yeah, so there's a, there's apparently a deep deep pool of lore that I I I can try to sink my teeth into. My the, the, so the 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 crux of all of this is I feel like my COVID um cabin fever has been delayed by about 9 months. So like the first 9 months I was kind of in like, you know, protect mode, make sure the kids are okay. I'm genuinely starting to get stir crazy. I so I got home from work on Tuesday night, and um, I actually didn't stay that late on Tuesday. I got everything done pretty quickly. So I was at home by like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, which is pretty early for me on an evening shift, and um, got in bed and just chatting. Like, I was, you know, did Evie go to bed? Okay, all the usual stuff. And Joe was like, oh, you know, we've gone back to stage one for COVID now. I was like, you fucking what? You fucking <laughs> what? Like, so. When they implemented this like stage reopening thing, we sh- the date they were going to assess whether we could go from stage one, which is like pretty much everything fully locked down, to stage two, where it's some stuff reopening, we sk- we could have theoretically skipped directly to stage three because we were doing so well on the cases and everything like that. We were already at the target numbers for stage three, and now we're back to stage one again. And I'm like, I just got stuff like i was just planning on taking evie to a swimming pool again so you can book you have to book the entire pool and you can only do it in half hour blocks Mm -hmm. so it's really dull for her but it's better than nothing Uh, i've got to take her because obviously there's only a finite number of slots a day so they come up the night before and you've got a big like f5 in it I finally got to take her. I'm trying to get her a sort again, and now it's fucking close again. Like I'm f- just fuck off. I'm just done with it. Right. I'm I'm right there with you. I got a um, we got a, a a bonus at work, and what my wife and I decided to do is I was going to take the kids and go do something cool. And I'm starting to like in my head like, where where do I go? What, what do I do? Like yeah. anything that comes to mind. Oh, your grandparents live in Florida. Let's go to Florida. No, no. Florida's a COVID hotbed. Let's not go to Florida. Oh, well, we can go where? Where? So I think what I've settled on is I think I'm going to go on a camping trip to um, the only dark park on the eastern side, uh, Cherry Springs, um, mostly because I think there's like 75 people legitimately that live in that county. um, And the COVID cases have been at zero for five months. 
Yeah. And that's it's, it, it's what did it for me was that stupid what not stupid. It's not it's not Scott's fault. Was the Blood Bowl League. When I recognized that there was something I wanted to physically get out of the house and go do and I couldn't do it. And then it yeah. collapsed a few weeks later. So like the Blood Bowl League is sitting to the best of my knowledge in a status where it's not finished. Yeah. It's one of those things like if I were there and Scott told me that he could not do it because XYZ, I would have picked it up. I would have finished it for him. It would have finished. I would have been able to give those players some finality to their to their Blood Bowl League. Not only would I have gotten to play in it, but I've been able to help out in that. And it yeah. kills me. Like, I've got a buddy of mine, um, TJ, just started his own... He's part of the Art of War uh, group for the 40K group. Has done a splinter group off of Art of War 40K called Art of Chaos because... TJ's a gigantic um, demons nerd. He's always played demons. He's played demons in, in Tyranids, and he's super hyper competitive. And he and I go back a long ways. And he and I started chatting whenever Ninth Edition was coming out. And like, oh man, once this COVID thing comes down, like he, he's a forty-five minute drive away from me. And I'm going to sit down and hang out with those guys. He he does this whole coaching thing, and like you know, I know it seems kind of weird, but I wouldn't mind going through like a two or three sessions with professional GT level top tier. Um, 40k players learning the game from their perspective to kind of get back into that mindset and like he was facebook living the other day and i was watching it and like he's chatting about like the games that they've been playing and that even their stuff they had to shut down because where they're at they got to the point like they have a gaming club up there that they had to close the doors because restrictions went back up and i'm just like i'm i'm getting to the point like i just i can't so when i get stir crazy i find stuff to try to fill that space that that's crawling out from behind my eyes right now. So <laughs> a $50 core rulebook will and some 70 year, you know, 50 years worth of lore will help dive into that. Maybe that'll help. Well, that's it. I hanging out playing computer games is supposed to help, but I think like we've done that once. It's not that we didn't try. No, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm not tagging anyone. Like we were going to, do it tonight. We're not going to do story missions without Sean stuff like that. And uh, obviously, I've got. I want to get all of this stuff packed up and sent off and stuff. But and unfortunately, right. I I do have plans on Saturday. Yeah. So I can't oh. do it this Saturday. But maybe we can do it. We can definitely do it next Saturday. Yeah, we can do it next Thursday when we're not recording. This is true. This is true. Yeah. But, all right. So yeah, that's. Yeah. See, it's, I told you it's going to turn into a three-hour show because we haven't even gotten to the main topic yet. Oh, I know. All right, so that that's flight deck and <laughs> borderline depression. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about border. I mean, where's the border? Is where, right over there? Right over, I can just take one step. Okay. Anyway, so let's get into a little bit more. So we actually had our first official announcement for organized play out of Atomic Mass Games. Now it is a small kit. Um, I'm not. It, it, it's aces high is really what it's like. I'm gonna, if you if you're hearing this for the first time here, what do you? <laughs> but they're doing aces high as the first uh, official uh, OP kit, and I think that this is a smart move, um, considering that the world that we live in right now, with COVID still kind of doing its thing, w- what else were they going to announce? They wanted to do something small, something that could be done in stores, something that could be at a local level. Cool, but at least OP is in their mindset, and it's something that they are supporting. Yeah, I mean, so one of the things I found interesting, and I almost reached out, but I didn't want to put him in an awkward position. So, I mean, I, I should have done it right away so I could chat about it, but I, I didn't because I'm a travel person. So I was going to 
reach out to Wade. So he commented when I shared it in um, the Lack of Focus page on Facebook. Yep, I was wondering as, if you. I was wondering if you responded to him or not. Um, saying that it looks like it's still things that he did when he worked there. So uh, it looks like they're filling out a lot of backlog of like, old ideas. Because obviously, my my fear was that I wanted to get him on to then talk about it. So what else did you do when you worked there? Like, a year and a <laughs> half ago now. But I felt like that probably wasn't good form. So Yeah, probably not. Probably um, not. And we love Wade, so... Like, yeah. no. And then, obviously, I didn't want to... I'd have him on for any other reason. Any other reason. Like, if he just wanted to sit, shoot the shit and tell me how great the catering yeah. is for an hour, <laughs> that would be fine. Miranda's Wade's fault. Never apologize. First yeah. submission Miranda is, and I don't think he had anything to do with the, the rules design. He just said, hey, the K-Wing's cool. I want to see a K-Wing. So, I should sit up, but I feel like I'm switching a lot today. Sorry. You know, they're, they'll hear that. They do. I, I uh, have no energy when I'm switching. It's terrible. Um, so what did I ask when I posted it on Facebook? Um, oh, God, you're making me try to remember things that... Everyone who loves Ace is high. Are AMG giving the playbase what it wants, or are you worried that your local group will burn out on a more casual format? Or, second question, will people taking Ace is high seriously actually suck the joy out of it? Because uh, luckily there isn't a winner's, winner's prize in the kit. That's the the one thing I saw. But. So that is a valid question, in my honest opinion. Um, I think it's clear from the intent because isn't this a draft kit? Don't you draft ships? It says it's a draft kit for Star Wars X Wing. Yeah. So the intent is that you're not list building; you're drafting ships. Yeah. So it looks like you get eight quick build cards, which I would expect are the ships. Mm-hmm. And then eight sets of full art cards and eight sets of player reference cards. So that seems that was, I would guess, eight alternate art cards each. Mm-hmm. If you get because you get a set of them, so I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like it's interesting. A fun do it in the store, couple of players spread out over a large enough area kind of event. Because, I mean, you got to figure, legitimately, and again, I think comparing AMG to FFG's OP is unfair because we have no idea what OP for AMG looks like yet. Um, but uh, you've got to fi- uh, figure, whatever plans FFG had ever put in for regionals, nationals, worlds, then moving into the hyperspace events, like all that, like, those had to have been taken, they had to have planned those events a year in advance. Yep. And AMG's in a position right now that they don't know when they're going to be able to plan any type of event. Uh, so I I honestly think, and I think we spoke about this already, like when COVID and AMG and everything first happened, that I have a genuine concern that X-Wing as we knew it in 2019 does not survive. I don't think the community will be the same. I don't think the way people play X-Wing will be the same. And I don't, I don't know what happens. I, I don't necessarily know that it's a bad thing or not. It's just something that I'm more and more leaning towards now in that I think the competitive player base will remain mostly online. And yeah. the, like, or there'll be a, a split. Like, so I, I know that oh, a decent chunk of competitive players don't necessarily play in all gold squadron stuff 
but are they going to come back? Will they find a better thing to do with a Friday night, Thursday, you know, whatever your club night is? Right, right, exactly. Right. Um, one like by, thing, realistically, by the time let's say let's say AMG starts planning now, realistically, we're not going to see organized play events of any sizable. Um, if they will go down the path that FFG would have gone in with like a stores championship, nationals, regionals, that kind of thing, um, we're not going to see that till 2022. So the big and thing is, you're talking almost three years from 2019 to 2022 of yeah. no official, highly competitive X-wing events from the manufacturer of the game. But so I think the world we're going to wake up in is that X-wing doesn't compete against something like 40k anymore. X-Wing starts to compete against stuff like Netflix or like going to the movies or playing the new PC game or hanging out, doing a D&D session on Discord or mm-hmm. all of these other things people have found out they can do. And it's one of the things that an argument that one of the people I follow in like eSports and stuff uses a lot is like when you're trying to talk about marketing and um trying to push a computer game to be an eSport. You can't say this is going to be the next CSGO killer or the next League of Legends killer because you're not competing against that eSport. You're competing against all of the alternatives that the person has to spend their free time. Right. And I don't know... I don't know that any organized play is going to be the same after this now. And I... It's what weird it, because I feel it, like I was really pretty like, blase about it like this time last year. No, Whereas, I agree. Uh, my entire role at the Sentry Box is running events, and I'm I'm dying, man. It's killing me. I I have no idea what I'm, I'm trying to plan model ranges that I want to stock because I know if I could show them off being played in the store, the game would do well in the local community. But we can't. We won't open the game space. We, you know, that's. Quite rightly, we won't open the game space. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, you're not you're not disagreeing the reasoning, but it's yeah. kind of a, a, a. But then do I? But then I have to stock a product that I don't think will sell until when? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's right, exactly. It's, it's fucked up, man. I I have no idea. Like I think we probably see the death of privateer press. I don't think privateer will survive this. Uh, when you think that a large portion of the core. Of a like the founding player base of Privateer was hardcore tournament players who weren't satisfied with the Games Workshop experience. Mm-hmm. Whereas in I think Games Workshop do really well because for morons like me are buying armies to just paint. I, I, yep. I want I want this army because I've got fuck all else to do. I'm going to sit in and spend a f- Easter weekend painting because what are we going to do? Why? <laughs> like, Everyone looks at like the cost of getting a quote unquote tournament level two thousand point um, space marine army together. Go, God! How, why would you spend that much money? Because the fucking models are cool. And this is my space marine captain, Alfarius, and he is the leader of the second company. And like, there's story dripping off it. That's one but, of the things that I genuinely, genuinely. Why would you plan to buy a two thousand point army for a tournament? You wouldn't, would you? You'd go. I can paint it. We had an off-camera conversation where we were talking about the Sisters of Battle that you're getting ready to build. And the, the whole problem, well, well, we can get a codex and kind of make sure that the tor- the army's leaving. I'm like, I don't care. I, <laughs> the whole you, reason you why I'm going to have an army that's going to look cool in the case. It doesn't matter if it's functional or not. 
No, but like, the get... number of people who are doing that isn't zero. I, I'm obviously anecdotal conversation, so I have to use stupid examples like that. Mm-hmm. But like, unsurprisingly, paint sales are massively up in, in the store. Like, who knew? Imagine that. Like, that's one of the things I've always thought, like from the UK perspective, like, like this is one of, uh, and I know I've said this sentence already, probably off camera. I am genuinely a patriot. I do absolutely love my country, but some of the competitive, we've got always got to win. We've always got to be the first thing. Sometimes you get, you lose the best parts of a game in that where you're trying to min max and you're always, you're, you're always chasing the top end of the meta. Whereas it's one of the things I'm sort of relatively jealous of for the community in the UK. I mean, those competitive players do exist over there, but for a lot of them, it's the story. It's, I bought this model cause it's cool. I don't care that it's considered one of the worst units in the codex. L- look at it. I spent 12 and a half hours just getting the wings on that model correct like i don't care that it i'll put it on the table and i don't care that it doesn't do well because i don't care if i win or lose i just want to play with my toy soldiers kind of thing and that is that if nothing else this is what that's what this show like maybe this is just me transitioning to being old that's probably exactly what it is <laughs> but when, when we, when we accused you of that in the past Maybe it has happened. There is some gray coming in there. It's all over there. Um, but that's sort of what ended up happening when Nova Squadron Radio kind of fell apart. And like legitimately, my competitive spark almost went with that show. And when we started doing this, we, I mean, one of the mandates of the show is that it's not a competitive show. We're not, that's not the audience that we're catering to. We're catering to the people that play the game for fun, that they want to enjoy. Sure, we'll talk competitively from time to time, but for the most part, it's all about just having fun and playing games. No, I agree, so, and I said it's just it hurts because I just want to do stuff. I want to show I'm off these right games there. that I honestly believe in. I I've built up so much garbage like that oh, I could I could get this starter set finished up and do do a demo day for it. Like, but I don't know when that oh, ever is going to be. What, what, what's the point? Right? I don't know. Yeah. So long story short, I think uh, for to to roll us back a little bit towards main topic i think this is fine um i don't think it's earth shattering i don't think that you can judge uh amg's op program based on this particular news i don't know what else they could have possibly said they could have said nothing is what they could have done um and even though if uh wade's uh intimation is that this is some of the stuff that they had worked on prior to him leaving this is just recycled not, FFG. that wouldn't surprise me at it, in it wouldn't surprise it wouldn't surprise me and it wouldn't bother me like, do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. It, it's something. It's getting something out there. It's acknowledging the fact that OP does exist. But what are they gonna do? And what kills me is like the more the fault the longer down the rabbit hole we go down to this conversation. Like I remember being one of those firm believers in this game, and I still do. I still think that despite some of its flaws and despite some of the things, I think that FFG now AMG really had gone in the right direction with second edition with trying to points balance things up, trying to make the game more fair, trying to make the game more competitive. And I had visions of these, like I still have some of my favorite memories from this game or either physically being at a worlds and seeing the, or watching it on Twitch whenever they do. Like I've watched every single event live. I remember having chat sessions, watching Paul uh, win his third. I remember physically being there for, um, who won when we were there? It wasn't Paul. Who it was? No, maybe it was it Paul. Was, it, was, it was Paul. It, it, it was, was his second, I think. 
That was Paul. That was the Paul Nathan ID one. I forgot yeah. about that. Oh my yeah. god, that was a good I, game. I wish I could have been I, like. I disagree. I'm still annoyed. Uh, so my point is, I the game was so big. Oh it was yeah, so no, big. I agree. I, it was a very good spectacle. It and was I unfortunate like it, that Corin just got wrecked. Yeah, but yeah, you know, if you're gonna, I, I can't use that reference because it would be inappropriate. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, there's only so many times you can go up and poke the bar before it takes a swing. Yep. You know, right, hanging coronite on that in front of that rock. Those blanks will come. Yep, and they uh, did. They sure did. My point being is I had the highest hopes for the future of that game, and I genuinely felt like 10 years from now, we'd have been talking about the third or fourth edition of X-Wing and it being as big competitively and having large events like Nova Open or the West, you know, or I mean, all, I think but, it, it continued to grow. It and... did. It was on that trajectory. That's what kills me. I mean, I don't, I can't, this is assumptions because I can't remember because I haven't actually followed them, but I'm relatively certain the Gold Squadron things are still getting like over 100 players minimum. I'm sure they are. Right, and that's for online sitting in front of your computer, so. And that being said, that's exactly what we, when we said when FFG switched over to AMG, that's exactly what my response was, is I literally pointed, called him out by name, said, Dion, you guys, you guys are the ones that are going to be able to keep this thing going, especially during COVID times, to keep it alive. And to yeah. his credit, he absolutely is. I have a huge amount of respect for him. Uh, oh, yeah. And the whole Gold Squadron group that continues to keep us up, because they're the ones that are keeping the spark of competitive X-Wing still alive. Yeah. Question is: Is the physical game itself going to survive another six months so. of what? I think. Uh, so what? When I say, and I was, it wasn't quick, but it's an honest opinion. When I talk about the community's not surviving, I mean in the current form. Uh, okay, uh, this is all on the fly, so bear with me. But let's have a look at the X-wing rules question group. Um, they are now, now, we're now at 3,300 members. Um, how many automatically approved members have I had in the last 28 days? Uh, at least one person joins every day. Yeah, but how active is the group? That's oh, no, the, no, this is a rules question group, so uh, there's multiple questions being asked every day, and like uh, a new person is joining it every day. So X-Wing is still being played on the kitchen table or on the computer. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know that if you... And so to to kind of summarize it, I suppose, would be if I went down to my local game store, my, my, we used to do Friday night X-Wing. We, we booked a back room in the sentry box and people would stay and play until like three, four o'clock in the morning. I think that that will still happen. I expect that half of the faces would be new faces. I don't know it would be the same people doing it. But I think that it will still be there in some form. And then it starts to be the mentality and the mindset that those people, the new people who, you don't really get the group think of like the, this is how the community is because it suddenly falls off a cliff and is instantly replaced by a new one. Yeah. So it will just have a different feel to it. I don't know. And like, that could be good. It could be bad, man. You know, there's no, no saying worry. Like, I mean, we've, a, we've done pretty well, I think, for an 
X-Wing podcast. I don't know. Again, it's a podcast, Chris. There's no video for this one. <laughs> you know, quotation marks, X-Wing air podcast. Quotes, air quotes only work whenever they can actually see them. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. I'm, you heard me, air quote. Air see, I did it again just there. Yep. Um, but because we don't have to talk about our tournament results anymore, that's not our target audience. That's not been the focus of a show for 74 episodes. And like, if a, a podcast like Fly Better comes out every week and is a competitive focused X Wing podcast, I have no idea how you keep doing that. Like, the crates haven't done an episode. Like, obviously, they take great joy in not talking about X Wing and then mm-hmm. hiding content within their shows. But like, I was editing the D&D um, campaign that they did as part of a podcast, and I edited the Call of Cthulhu game. But like, there hasn't been a, an X-Wing f- like thing on there for such a long time. And I don't know that they care or would want to. Right. Well, there's, there's a big, big part of me that hopes that at some point in time, in our near futures the floodgates are going to open and people are going to be allowed to go out. Vaccinations are going to go across. We are going to tamp this thing down. It's not going to last forever. And I feel like there is a lot of people that have been cooped up in the clock, in the, you know, locked down, trying to do their best, not everything they're supposed to do are going to get out and say, I haven't played an X-Wing in person in two years. God damn it. I'm breaking out my models and we're playing. And I, I genuinely hope, and I, and I say this for all the games, now, I mean, I recognize this is kind of an X-Men focus, but I feel like for all of the games, all the 40K games, all the events, the, you know, the Las Vegas Opens, like all of those things, they're all going to come back. They're all going to come back and everyone's going to be like, it's going to be like waking up from a bad dream, taking the veil off your eyes. Then all of a sudden there's this whole brave new world where I can go out and play games again. That's where my my hope is. Yeah. I don't know where, I don't know. I I, I That's where my hope is. I don't know that so- it's going to... The stupid thing is, uh, and this isn't meant to be political or have any connotations to it, it's more of a factual observation on what the goal is. Uh, the, the goal of all of this isn't to eradicate COVID. And I'm, I'm not comparing COVID to the common cold or the flu, but using those types of diseases, which every year there is a new strain and you have to deal with it that to me is the type of thing that COVID is. It's always going to be in our lives now. Mm-hmm. And it, it's yeah. at some point we have to be in a position where this is the target. Uh, this is the number of COVID cases that is acceptable. And that number can't be zero because I don't think that's actually possible. Yeah. It's like, actually- this, this isn't smallpox. I mean, is that even the correct examples? That's the one that they did the cowpox thing when they invented Vaccines, have I been right here? Yeah, no, no, you're right. Well, like, I'm pretty mind. sure, like, you still... I, like, I'm, I, I, maybe I'm getting confused with, like, movies where they reinvent smallpox. I don't know. But, like, I don't you know, think... So it's not like polio. It is no, not... Yeah, sorry. It's, 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 better it's, example. It's I, not in the same family. Like, so people think viruses are viruses. It's not. There yeah. are different genuses of viruses. That's why the, everyone keeps saying the coronavirus. It's, it, it is a variant of... Coronaviruses. Coronaviruses have existed before. You have like SARS, things like that. Like those things are still around. They still exist. I don't think that we're ever going to get rid of those. It's preventative maintenance. It's preventing people from getting it A and B. 
better treatments if they do. Um, I happen to agree with you that I feel like COVID is going to be one of those things. Very, It's the same family that the common colds is. That's what I mean, yeah. Right. So not comparing the two is saying that they're the same. Yeah. They're in the same family. Yeah. Just like a tiger and a I'm leopard. Glad I didn't bother this... recording. I'm glad I didn't bother recording this because we're so demonetized if this was on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> because we said the words COVID like 70 times. COVID, um, common cold, and same sentence. Don't, no, shut that, shut no, it down. No, no. My point being, though, is it's one of those things because of the amount of mutations, you never really get rid of it. Like the, yeah. I genuinely agree with you. It's a point of getting the population to the point of we. So, did um, you get your COVID shot before it hit? COVID seasons, so... co- COVID seasons coming, just like the flu seasons coming. Yeah. Get your flu shot. Get your COVID shot. This, this is such a fucking minefield that I really shouldn't have opened up on, because you. This is. Uh, I'm not using the argument that this is correct, but there are a, an acceptable number of deaths through people we drive. We don't yes. ban cars, and we do everything we can, and we should do everything we can to ensure that the number is as low as possible. But at at some point, it's the world is going to move on, and it's going to be. I I don't know what that world looks like, and it's. I'm not going to say it scares me because I'm privileged in that myself, Joe, and Evie are all okay and aren't really in a risk factor group. Well, I probably am because I'm a fat, you know, fat <laughs> mess. But you know what I mean? Um, I, yeah, I but, know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I want to move on first. I, I feel like there's potential to upset a lot of people, which is definitely not the intent of the conversation. No. It, it's more about, like I said, that X-Wing community where we're going to lose some people because because of the fact, yeah, that this is bringing it back onto my. I really shouldn't have these conversations when I'm tired, but hey ho. <laughs> um, I woke up at like four thirty this morning and just couldn't get back to sleep. I don't know five thirty because Jill's alarm went off because she gets up to do yoga some mornings and she switched her phone to my old phone. So the alarm that she has is my old alarm. So I used to sweep through hers because it didn't sound like mine. But now her alarm sounds like mine did. So it wakes me up. Yep. Um, anyway, I so I woke up at half five and couldn't get back to sleep. So I'm more tired than I would normally be, is my point. So um went down a rabbit hole because it's a nature for sure. But the point of where I was trying to get to with all of the stuff that probably triggered off half of the audience and they're now not listening um, was that when we lose people, because when it's all okay, COVID would, will still exist. When we're told, when I'm told I can run events and it's all fine, I still expect to see people wearing masks. Yep. It, won't be, it might not be a mandatory thing, but I would no longer be shocked if people were in the store playing a game but wearing a mask. I ordered some... Um, so Games Workshop merchandise have uh, the Adeptus Society's bottom part of the helmet yeah, I I ordered three because I'm an absolute loser. Oh my I ordered, god! I, I ordered an Ultramarines, a Dark Angels, and a Ravenwing. Uh, a Is this on their site right now? Yeah. Uh, so you go to the top left where it's got uh, Warhammer Community or Warhammer Online, and then you go merchandise, and you can buy the uh, the face masks. Um, but like, I think it's just going to be a social norm in the West now where it has been in the East for a while anyway, like 
if someone starts feeling like they're getting a cold, you know, you get that tickle at the back back of the throat, you just wear a mask. I feel like that's going to be the, become a social norm over here. Well, what I think, first of all, where did you, you say this from? Masks. Yeah, okay, I'll send you a link. I'll find them. Please do. So you, you do your point, I'll send you a link. Send it in Discord. So what I think is going to happen, so like it has not been uncommon in my past to have people that I've worked with, I know are feeling under the weather. And it's one of those things like you have sick days, you should have gone in. Oh, I had a meeting. I'm just going to keep my office door closed. I'm going to stay away from everyone. That shit's not that shit's not going to happen anymore. Like some places it might, some places it might be. But the minute that someone walks in the door that looks like they might be feverish, like I anticipate people are still going to have fever checks because I walk in every single day when I do when I do go to the office, I have a fever check. I answer eight questions, you know, did I experience anyone with COVID? Did I go out of state? All these, I, I anticipate that not going away because if I walk in the door and I am running a fever, I don't belong there. If I've got a tickle yeah. in the back of my throat, I better damn well text my boss and say, I'm not feeling well today. I'm going to work from home today. Like yeah. le- legitimately the days of, yes, Susie came into work today, but she's not feeling very well. So she's going to keep her office door closed. You know, just don't go past there bullshit Susie better send her happy ass home and Frank better do the same thing and all the other people like that's the thing that I anticipate so is I remember having a conversation with Sean probably on the show maybe it wasn't I don't remember anymore um where Sean had mentioned the fact like he is going to get to the point where he is going to be totally comfortable going into work with a mask at this point even yep. post-covid and I remember hearing that six months ago, going, oh, that's kind of crazy. But, you know, I mean, I totally respect what Sean's opinion. You know, his body, his choice, let him do it. But I don't know that I disagree with that now. And that's it. Like I said, it just becomes a cultural norm. Whereas then everyone had a really crappy, uncomfortable mask. People are now invested in a more comfortable product. You know what I mean? And then they'll just wear it. I think it'd be normal. But equally, we're, I'll expect to see some people wearing those. I also think some people just won't be comfortable going to a gaming event ever again. Yep. Those people will exit that. As I uh, used earlier, because I was very, very lazy, that number will be higher than zero. You're just impressed at these Warhammer faces. Oh my God, are these things so cool? First of all, it's a games. Three of them. It's a it's a games workshop product that I don't because what in my mind before I got to the website, I was like, these are going to be like twenty eight dollars each, and they're not. Like, oh my God. Like, all right, I'm going to buy one for Gabe, and that's going to be the Orc one. And I'm going to buy myself the Tyranid one, and I'm going to buy the. You have to have. You have to have. The Raven Guard one is the most generic of them and looks pretty sweet, if you ask me. I've got to get the Imperial Quilla. I've got to get that. Like, oh my fucking God. All these are so cool. Bravo, Games Workshop. Bravo. (laughs) Mantis Warriors looks good too. Oh. Oh, I totally... Yeah, I'm sorry. I've completely gone completely off track. Games Workshop is selling uh, Space Marine and 40K property masks, and that's all I want. I am buying, like, five of these. Oh, there's a tow mask as well. I I, orange player should probably get one of these tow ones. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it just gives you a place to punch them right in the face. So we don't have a nose. So do I just go? fall down. The tow don't have noses, so it just fall down. I like the Aquila one. Where's the Orc one? There's got to be an Orc one. There's got to be like a Wog one here floating around here somewhere. Did I miss it? There it is. Add to cart. (laughs) Oh, dear. See what you did? Do you see what you did? I do. I generated income. See, I should have bought shares. Yeah, you should have. Wait, they've got t-shirts? When did they start doing this? Oh, my God. 
I'm a merchandise. So but the good thing now is that if you make a Warhammer account, it covers like Forge World, this store. Because this isn't made by Games Workshop. These are loads of people who bought licenses to make different things and they all get packaged together and sent off. Well, it's about uh-uh. damn time. Like, I've always wondered why um, um, Games Workshop didn't capitalize, like, why I can't buy an Ultramarines t-shirt. Why can't I buy... Uh, that's one know, of the other things I did this weekend, back to flight deck time. I took my Primaris Lieutenant t-shirt from the release of Dark Imperium, and I bought in Warhammer World. Um, when I bought it, I got it back to Canada. And um, the stitching had started to come undone and right at the bottom. It's just Aww. from throwing it in the suitcase and traveling and everything. And then I looked at it this week. It was, like, it was just loads of cotton. And I've hardly ever worn it because I knew it was coming unthreaded. So I've, I finally found a um, a local seamstress to repair that for me because I wanted the proper having redoing. Good. So, so I can buy an Imperial Aquila polo shirt and wear it to work and nobody will know. They'll all know. Oh my God. Thank you, Games Workshop, for finally doing Like, I get that you're doing this. Uh, no, you, you have to buy multiples as well so you can use the, t- the discount codes that it just it. provides you on the top of the website. Uh, yeah, I see that. Do you see what you just did? you like, I just, I'm going to spend like $200 tonight. Thanks. Yeah. Now, do they have hoodies with zippers? Because I've always been a zippered. Oh my God, the hoodies are gorgeous. Yeah. All right, so this is the, the really cool thing. Um, I don't care. Is every week there's new stuff because all the new releases get get their own stuff. So, like Curse City is this week's pre order stuff. So, they, they, they've all got merchandise in here as well. Yeah. So, this just devolved. It, so, I, we better button up now because this is going to devolve into oh, they've got battle plans for, uh, for a land raider. On a hoodie. This is going to devolve into how much I love uh, Games Workshop merch conversation. I don't find that interesting to anybody else <laughs> other than myself. So I'm going to do the listeners a favor and stop now before I blow $400 on Games Workshop site and say, here's a good time for the show to come to an end. So, Chris, always good talking to you, my friend. I know you have some housekeeping you'd like to do. Yeah. Uh, so first off, a huge thank you to all the patrons. Uh, thanks for your support. Obviously, all the uh, rewards for 2020 are going out this month. Um, I said the first batch is already in the post. If you're in that batch, you should be contacted directly to let you know that it's on its way. Uh, I'm going to be reaching out to a couple of people directly um, just as it gets posted out. But um, but with us, also, if you used to be a patron and cancelled, you should still be getting your stuff. I've gone through and checked all of the declined payments, all of the cancelled payments, um, and the stuff for Dice as well. Um, so that I make sure I hit everybody. Um, so if you feel like you should have got something and didn't, please reach out and let me know. Um, just touch base with us because I want to make sure everyone gets what they paid for. You know, you don't pay for stuff. I just give you it because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> yep. Shipping is obviously vastly more expensive because COVID. Uh, so I'll be losing even more money, which means that where we were trying to do, I think, like two giveaways a year, it's probably going to be just one big giveaway at Christmas like we did last year. Um, just because I, it, it's, I sent two parcels to the US 
uh, out of the first batch, and each one of them was nearly twenty dollars, like twenty Ooh. Canadian dollars. But like, if you think if they give a dollar a show, and we did that twice a year, they're literally only covering the cost of shipping. So it gets to a point where, I mean, don't get me wrong, guys. I understand why podcasts do Patreon and stuff like that. And I've it's always been a loss leader for us because I'm constantly amazed any of you listen and would give money to support it. So I just throw it all back at you and then complain about it because I'm an absolute idiot. Um, so, yeah, there we go. <laughs> but um, like I said, the, the Patreon's been pretty steady. I some people leave for like half a month and then come back and stuff like that. We've seen a, a bit of movement like that. So if you're ever in a position where, you know, if something's got to go, it should be us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all the same, I do really appreciate all of your support. It means a lot. And it'll all be there. I've got these cool tokens. I'm working on the Evade tokens. And um, yeah, it's it's all good and you should get stuff probably by the end of May, because it takes forever to ship stuff from Canada on top of the fact that I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> then you can find us on Facebook at Lack of Focus Podcast on Facebook. You can email us at lackoffocuspodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to us through Facebook, through email. You can join the Dice Hate Discord. The link's in the show notes. You really should, because you get to play fun games of Neptune's Pride and not play with Ed. Um, Is Ed stupid and doesn't get into games when he's supposed to? I I, I was going to let Ed just seamlessly plug it, but I'm going to make him seem like a moron because it's more fun. Uh, Ed started a Discord for fan engagement as well. Obviously not for you fans, because you've already got a place. But if you right. want to have two places for Ed to not play games with you because he's too busy to click, you can go to Ed's new Discord. Do I you, do you have a, a download link for that yet? I don't. I will now that you've had to say it because now you've <laughs> turned me into it. Uh, I'm still in the process of like building things up and making sure how things work in Discord. Um, the only reason I created it was because I want to do some fan engagement with uh, the YouTube channel, and I thought that would be kind of cool to have a. A, uh, a discord for that i assume that home base is always going to be dice eights um discord but yeah i will put a link out for it uh oh, yeah. get i'm just gonna say it now ed because it's funny because now listeners get to join in with me laughing at you yep if i just sent you a message privately there's a chance you could have taken it the wrong way but now you have to understand that it's meant in jest yeah, yeah, no. it's just bullying but like, totally you, understand. You know you could have just used Dice Hate Discord and not have to worry about like you could have just sent me a message. Chris, can you set up a server area for this? And then we could have just given them roles. <sighs> yeah, you're probably right. I probably could have done that. <laughs> I didn't want to I didn't want to impose on you. So like look, if we're gonna have this conversation, I can have this conversation. I didn't want to impose on I you. Know. I don't and I was trying to be respectful and try to like, I, you're right. I absolutely could have asked that question. I was doing my, doing my best to like not impose on my friend who has done something way better than I could have. It's not, it was just, I got this invite. I was like, okay, I'll click this. And let's see what happens. Yep. Well, <laughs> congratulations. So, yeah. You can come and hang out with us in Ed's discord. Don't worry, I've already managed to fi figure out how to mute it all so that I don't get all of your notifications on this one. 
But okay, Ed good. will answer all of your questions. So oh, I, specific that, questions anytime, day or night. That is the only one that I actually have the notifications turned on so that it does happen at any time. Yeah. But you have to because it's for fan engagement. I know, and I am aware. Yeah, I'm fully well aware of the 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 Pandora's box I'm opening by doing this. <laughs> they have baby onesies! Yeah, Space Marine and potty tricking. It's hysterical. And they have a mini or they have a mini squig baby onesie. It's awesome. I wish I had babies to put into this right now. <laughs> this is oh. all Chris's fault. Anyone that is complaining, oh God, Ed's going off in the 40k stuff. This is all Chris's fault for even telling me the Games Workshop is selling Space Marine that I can buy Nova Marines face masks that I can wear to work. Yeah. I 100% blame this on Chris. I agree. <laughs> um so obviously so join us on discord facebook you follow me on instagram i'm trying to be even busier i do have a plan to obviously start making videos again because i feel like i'm sort of almost at a point where i have time so the the youtube channel is going to be hopefully kicking off again sometime soon my aim is to be up to i'm not going to say full speed because i don't know what that is but to be at my new standard that i want to set by june so it might be a bit erratic in the lead up as i get back into the routine of it but by june i want to have content regularly showing up on youtube again yeah um, one thing i should say um because i've kind of been promising it and I've, i was certain i'd have it all done by now we are still playing DD. i am still recording to the best of my ability every session one session didn't capture you guys' audio, which I think I've already told you about. Yeah. Um, um, so I need to like do something different for that one. But um, what you the, should do is have us all come in and dub over really bad audio. I, I plan on because I'm still convinced that no one should ever listen to them. Because why would you? I mean, I truncate the silence if you're listening to a podcast version. So it it's like it takes a three hour session into like twenty minutes. You know. Um, yeah. But I, I think I'm just going to do a narrative thing of what happened, what you guys did, and how it went and what I was thinking kind of thing. Um, but I've been editing the Call of Cthulhu stuff for the crates. There's two sessions uh, left for me to edit out of those. And once that's caught up, I have no, no, I have no obligation to do any more editing that isn't for us. So... I like I say that they paid me. I got to keep a hundred percent of the crate Patreon money, which is zero because you don't have a Patreon. You know, uh, that's <laughs> that's the joke. Um, I just did it because if I didn't, we wouldn't have recorded it. Um, and yeah, it was good fun. I really enjoyed it. But I'm gonna be glad to get back to our own stuff now. So theoretically, it will be kicking back off once if I can get this video done. And this episode of this show that we're talking on right now done. Theoretically, I will have time this weekend to do one more video, especially if we're not playing on Friday, on Saturday night. I should have time to get us one more episode deep into um, our D&D campaign. Yay! Oh. And then if I can get them up today, we can actually talk about it more. Oh. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, I have nothing else. Uh, well, nice. No, we should say Alan introduced us to Blight of the Immortals as well. Yep. Currently in the process of making sure everything's good before I go to bed. Yeah. Uh, which is same people who made Neptune's Pride. So um, 
it seems good fun. I don't know that it it's still free, but there's like a collecting magic gathering kind of card collecting mechanic, mm-hmm. which is a little bit like pay to win. I, I wouldn't say it's predator. Yeah, pay to win is a better term for it because it is 100% pay to win. Um, I threw them a premium membership because I think they do good work, but I don't plan on ever buying coins ever again. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, 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 same reason I paid for Neptune's Pride. I know what I'm going to get my money's worth out of it, but yeah, I don't really like that microtransaction to live model because I know I have terrible impulse control, so <laughs> other people are probably worse than me. I'm right um, there with you. But yeah, so we're playing Blight of the Immortals, so you can expect me and Ed to have more of that to talk about probably next week as as we hopefully finish our first game by then. We'll oh. see how it goes. I, I, I'm confused as to how well this is, how fast this is going to go. Um, like you had mentioned before, this game is a little bit different than Neptune's Pride because I can walk away from Neptune's Pride for a few hours and not much has really happened. Whereas in this one, shit's always happening and I sleep. So I don't know how that's oh, going to work out. You can give control of your stuff to other players, but it seems like a bit of a pain. And to be honest, because I don't really care if we win or lose, I'm just playing it to have fun. I yeah, don't these know first, these first couple of games, it's going to be mostly us learning how to play this game. Yeah, so I'm not too worried. It seems good fun, though. And again, that looks like it's an eight-player thing as well so um we have an open slot at the moment so i, I should suppose i could post that again in the discord if people want to uh jump in and take on our empty slot can you do that um it says so on the left hand side of my screen i didn't really i didn't look at that cool there is one open position in this game invite your friends well i don't have any so i can't thanks what game. you mean to say is all your friends are already who are interested are already playing that's what you I, meant to say how dare you how dare you assume why, would give, why would we want to give him who or her whomever it is um that particular player when they're about to get rickrolled by the zombies i'm trying no in fact there's no way i save them at this point they're too far ahead and yeah in six hours a giant stack of zombies is gonna go and yeah, yeah it's over it's all over. I'm looking forward to them capturing this Hydra and ruining everything. Yeah, like this is... They're, they're about to get rickrolled, which, by the way, means they're pushing north into me right after that. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Of course you are. Because <laughs> it's moving away from me. Yeah, well, that's why I sent you a thousand gold, so you can help punish some of them down there, and then I'm going to go take some griffins north and hopefully collect some more cities and survive, I hope. Mm, I hope so, too. What, is, what I'm more worried about are all of these cities that have been obviously destroyed, that have dead just sitting in them, and nobody's there to do anything about it. Yep. They're just going to keep spawning more dead people. Yep. That's what, concern, that's what concerns me the most. So, anyway, that's going to do it for this one. <laughs> this, you know, the short episode, by the way, Chris. <laughs> as you always, were right. As I always. told you. I told you. It always happens. So, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this one. As always, we're always happy to sit down and muss around about our games so hope you enjoyed and until next time guys we shall see you ah that was my youtube one damn i screwed it up this is how i'm getting tired yeah it's okay i'm not editing it nor should you as always fly casual
Thank you once again for joining the Lack of Focus X-Wing podcast. Check out Dice Hate Productions for all the latest episodes, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next episode.